Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hello and welcome to the Yahoo Sports Fantasy Podcast. It's me, Liz Loza, because I am back. I'm joined by Dalton Deldon, who did me a giant solid. I I suited up on Sunday, but in pregame war- warm-ups, producer Brett just completely shut me down. Thankfully, next man up, Dalton came in and saved the day. Thank you so much, Dalton. I really appreciate it. I was I was hurting. Sure thing. Yeah, it was, it was fun uh, with Matt, but uh, it's great to have you back, Liz. I know. I've missed you. And, you know... So it's the holidays, obviously. Christmas is coming up. We've had Hanukkah. Um, so you want this to be a joyful time. But life happens. And sometimes life isn't always looking at a calendar. And so there was an unfortunate loss to the fantasy community. And Dalton, Laura Michaels, who is the person I'm referencing, was someone you knew. And I know you wanted to take a minute to remember him and talk about him. Yeah, I want to just acknowledge the loss of Lore Michaels. As you said, uh, a guy in the fantasy baseball community, not so much football, but just a universally loved, great person, um, a friend of mine. There are others who are closer to him than I have and than I was that have written about him over the past couple of days far more eloquently than anything I could say. So you should search for him on Twitter, Lore Michaels. Um, yeah, I just really wanted to, to acknowledge his passing because it's, it's really sad and his loss will be felt. I read a really interesting article that was posted on USA Today about him, and he seemed, like I said, I I unfortunately never had the opportunity to meet him, but he seemed like such an incredible person, and his partner, Diane, also seemed like a wonderful soulmate, and we want to send her a bunch of well wishes during this sad time as well. Yeah, absolutely. He was really into music and definitely a unique guy. A lot of unique people in this kind of industry, but more among voices, uh, he actually really stood out. Yeah. And there's some more uh, sensitive news we want to talk about. Josh Josh Gordon announced today that he would be stepping away from football again because he wanted to focus on mental health and his mental health issues. So Dalton, we have to talk about this from a fantasy perspective, but obviously there's a personal aspect here. Um, this week's Mostly Football, we had Andrew Baby Hawk Hawkins on the show who spent time with Josh Gordon. He was actually wearing a flash jacket repping his friend um, because they played together in Cleveland. And he talked about the rigors of the game and the anxiety and the feeling of always getting cut and how that, if you are born on a base level, quote, normal, can get to you. So someone who's maybe experienced life in a different way might be more challenged by just the rigors of the game and being in the spotlight. And so 
I think this is a bigger than football issue, obviously. So I do, before we start the fantasy piece of the discussion, which it is our job to do, want to mention that if anyone listening or if anyone listening has a loved one that is struggling with addiction, they can call the National Drug Helpline at 888-633-3239. And we'll also put that number up and some links in the description of the show for anyone who might need them. Well, well said, Liz. And I don't know any of the specifics of this latest um, issue with Josh Gordon. But man, when I when I was upset on this very podcast about my 49ers not trading for him, uh, it wasn't just selfish on the field stuff. I was rooting for him off the field. I have, still am, of course, but I, you know, I've followed his story and uh, I just really hope the best for him. And this is obviously far, far greater than football. So I just absolutely hope the best for Josh Gordon. So it is obviously championship week for a lot, the majority of fantasy players. Week 16. Are you, Dalton, in any championships? So uh, I actually am in the, the fishbowl finals. Oh, uh, I saw pretty, that. Yeah. Congrats, dude. Yeah, thank you. That's pretty cool because it's like, I think, 950 people or some crazy amount yeah. that start out with there. So, um, yeah, it's been a, a little a weird way to get there. I took David Johnson over Ezekiel Elliott. I took Jarek McKinnon in the third round. I had Will Fuller and O.J. Howard on this team. And, I mean, now I'm relying on Damian Williams, Derek Henry, and Robert Foster. So it's, 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 it's just funny how fantasy football can just be so crazy that way. But in the finals of that Fishbowl League, which features a lot of industry members, so that's the one I'm, I'm looking forward to the most this weekend. What about yourself? Uh, I am not in any zero championship Super Bowl matchups, and I feel fine with it. I feel very okay. This is the first year since 20... Long time. I'm trying to think. I, I have been in the Super Bowl in at least one of the, you know, maybe there's seven leagues that I'm actually caring about, uh, six to nine. And this is the first year, and I don't know. I can't remember since I've had uh, been in 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 a Super Bowl. But I'm 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 fine. I'm real because last year when I was in the Super Bowl for my 14 team dynasty league and lost because Todd Gurley went ham, it hurt me. In terms of picking, <laughs> in terms of um, drafting for the next season, because it's a dynasty league, right? So, like, that is affected in in our, um, the draft picks. And I, I'm, 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 I'm fine. I, it's cool. It's cool. Leonard Fournette, you did me dirty. Derek Henry, you did me dirty. Well, too late. You turned it on too late. Thanks for texting Eddie George in like week fifteen. I appreciate that. Or week fourteen. I I must say, even though I was talking about the fishbowl finals, I did not have overall a very good regular uh, season long fantasy season. I would say a lot of Kenyon Drake, Le'Veon Bell, Jimmy G. I mean, my the guys I loved uh, didn't exactly pan out. I'll say overall, I'm with you. I'm I'm not exactly you know swimming in a ton of fantasy finals here myself. Well, you know, so I'm going to ask you a question. Then I don't know if anyone wants the answer given what we just said. But um, what are any pointers to someone <laughs> finals matchup? Oh, I don't. I, I don't. I saw this on the outline. I don't. No pointers. Basically, just. Um, I don't really care about the dance who brung you type of saying or whatever. I really just treat the matchups like it would any other week. You know, I guess I would say that I would I would just treat this like any other week. And it doesn't matter who got you here. Like I would rank Derrick Henry top five on my running back list this week. Borderline. I think I've seen enough in the matchup. I would have no problem with that. So I guess that would be my, my main advice. Yeah, I think for me, it's play to upside. You got here, go big, don't be conservative. You don't want to be like the Falcons, right? You want to be like the Patriots, be aggressive. And if you lose because you went big, then you lost because you went big. And I'd rather lose that way than lose, you know, another way. 
So let's talk about some real football because there are some matchups that could prove some fantasy fireworks, prove to make some fantasy fireworks. The first one being Pittsburgh at New Orleans. The point total on this game is currently at 53, so pretty high. You obviously have to like this matchup. Um, If you own anyone on either team, right, this is a start your dudes matchup. Yes, it should be a fun game. I will have some concern since Mark Ingram's return that the Saints have just been running it more and their defense is playing so well. Over the last six weeks, they've actually allowed the fewest points in the NFL, the Saints. Uh, I kind of have some concern. It'll be like the Carolina game. But on the flip side, at home, they're just such a different animal. I think Thomas goes from Michael Thomas goes from averaging 114 yards at home to 72.9 on the road. Breeze at home, 9.8 YPA, 20 to 1 TDINT ratio. So that, you know, if their offense maybe opens it up and this could absolutely be a shootout that could could be the start your dudes one for sure. I hope it does turn out that way. Well, also, these are two quarterbacks who both have trouble traveling. So maybe, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's not like the home road splits for Ben Roethlisberger are, are exactly even. So maybe you got to imagine that that's going to help. Like if Drew Brees is good at home, then it's got to help Ben Roethlisberger fight back a little bit more and cancel out that narrative about his game, even though in 2018 that hasn't been as true. There is a player on the Saints that I want to talk about because mm, a bit mercurial this Traquan Smith and the role he has played has been. Um, Last Monday in Week 15, he caught his first ball since his blow-up game in Week 11 versus Philly. And of the four looks he drew, one was a red zone look. So let's, of course, make this more complicated. Gets a nice high-value target. Great, even though it was only four looks. Um, and it's interesting because this Keith Kirkwood, another rookie, undrafted out of Temple, has been coming on a little bit. He's not playing as many snaps as Traquan, but it's just weird that Traquan would have such a quote at the time statement game and then put up two goose eggs and then have a relatively quiet week 15. And this Kirkwood guy checks all the character boxes, size, speed, prospect, 6'2", 200-some pounds. Um, he's been... He's been playing the slot for the most part, but he has the ability to play outside or the slot. So is Smith has, like I mentioned, outsnapped him, but by a margin of nearly 64% over the last three games. So I'm interested by Kirkwood here, especially if this is going to be a fantasy bonanza. Is this one of the, quote, dudes that we're thinking about? He has a nice matchup against Mike Hilton, the Steelers slot corner. Have you thought at all about him as a deep sleeper, Dalton? Yes, I like Kirk. Well, I'm tired of Traquan Smith. He's Do I don't it. think any other players has burned me worse than uh in my in my rankings over the past month in Traquan because I've been aggressive and I called him boomer bust and it's just been all bust lately. So I you know, you just have to take it what it's been. And just that one game he looked great. He ran the whole route tree, but since then this, the targets have not been there. And you said it. Uh Kirkwood has the great matchup this this week. Pittsburgh has allowed the second most fantasy points to the slot this season. So Definitely Kirkwood's the guy if you're looking for a, a sleeper among the receiving core. On the flip side is Juju is, you know, he left practice today. So I'm a little bit, there's some concern there. There's mm. not a ton of information here, but it's just something you have to keep your eye on. I have him in the aforementioned fishbowl. So I know I will be, and I, that will probably be a wide receiver by committee if he misses that. So there's no, not really some guy you could replace. So hopefully Juju's healthy because I'd certainly want to see both teams at full strength in that potential shootout. Oh, for sure, for sure. And I'm glad that you mentioned at full strength because the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette confirmed that James Conner is unlikely to play 
LA. So we'll continue to see Jalen Samuels in this uh, H-back-ish uh, running back role. Yeah, fire up Samuels without without uh, Connor. I have him as uh, my RB11 this week. He's an RB1. I mean, what he didn't get the amount of targets, I thought, last week. But boy, he was effective on the ground. And joining us now as a pleasant surprise for everyone is uh, Matt Harmon, who just strolled Mildly in and decided pleasant. to crash. What's up? Crashing the pod. How you feeling, by the way? How am I feeling? Yeah. What do you mean? I have strep. So how did uh, you feel from Sunday? I'm not did sick. You get sick? But okay. I am tired as hell. Of Traquan Smith? No. Nah, well, yeah, everybody's tired of Traquan Smith, but I mean tired internally. From uh, what? How hard's your life? Lots of Brussels sprouts? I mean, we could talk offline about it. <laughs> <laughs> You want to join us for a little Kansas City at Seattle discussion? Yeah. What's up, Dalton? What's going on, Harmon? How's it going? <laughs> Dal- <laughs> Dalton's like, what the hell is this guy doing on this podcast? I wasn't mentally nah, prepared for this. Not at all. Not at all. Bring it. You're welcome to join us. Let's talk some football. All right. So a lot of fantasy owners probably made the fantasy playoffs on the backs of Mahomes, Hills, Kelsey, though. Hill and Kelsey owners were disappointed after week 15. Don't complain about it. Tweeted somebody else. Look ahead. <laughs> Do it, Brett. Don't uh, I love this producer. So we have to look ahead to this Sunday, though, and playing in Seattle in December is obviously no easy task. Dalton, since you're actually supposed to be on the show, I'll ask you this question first. Are you downgrading any of these studs? Um, yeah, come, both coming off losses, Seattle in prime time, as you said, no easy task. But they're actually their defense pretty middling. I think it's like 19th DVOA. But I, I'm hopefully that Tyreek Hill is not too banged up. They've been playing more slot. He's been playing more slot without Sammy Watkins, and that's where Seattle's been tough. But my main question here is, what's the health of Spencer Ware? I'm relying on Damian Williams myself, and that's the main key key question here. And that's going to be tough if that comes to a game-time decision, given this game being at Sunday nighter. So, Matt, let's talk about Spencer Ware. He's dealing with this hamstring injury. He was limited in practice today, which is Thursday. Seattle, interestingly, has not allowed a rushing touchdown since Week 12. Hmm. What do you think... Damian Williams is good for good nug there, Liz. You're uh, I think this backfield's really tough to crack because that's why you're an expert. It, well, I don't know about that, but it does matter a lot because we know that this is. I mean, Damian Williams was the proof. Like I, I never thought he was all that impressive of a player back in Miami, but I, I mean, he really showed well. Uh, against the Chargers last Thursday night. So I hope that we get some clarity on this and just, you know, Spencer Ware doesn't play. But if he does play, I would think that if he goes out there, it's going to just be a split backfield and you're going to really not feel great about either one of these guys. I have Ware, assuming he plays, you have to also therefore assume that Damian Williams is going to lead the backfield coming off of a pretty good effort, right? So I have Spencer Bear. Spencer Bear. I have Spencer Bear. Uh, That's his nickname. When we're alone together, Spencer Ware, <laughs> um, I have him projected uh, to put up 66 total yards. I It's funny, like, I, I, know, I follow a couple Chiefs fans on Twitter and like I, one of them was joking around that like every time Spencer Ware gets hurt, they find their future at running back. Oh, that's true. On the other side, the Kansas City, uh, the Chiefs have allowed the most fantasy points to quarterback. So, I mean, I have Wilson. I Maybe it's too aggressive. But I have him as my QB, too. Obviously, Chris Carson ranked aggressively. All these guys are going to start. I actually think that this game is going to be higher scoring than the aforementioned uh, St. Steelers. I am 100% with you on that, Dalton. I think that this game is like the shootout of the week while everybody will chase Pittsburgh, New Orleans. Um, you know, New Orleans defense might be right up there yep. with the Bears as one of the two or three best in the NFL. Um, oh, look at me making points that Dalton already made. Well, I wasn't here on the podcast. You know, I just walked into this room uh, totally unplanned. And, uh, like, I think this game, two 
middling to poor defenses. I think Doug Baldwin's in a great spot in this game coming off a two touchdown game. I think obviously Tyler Lockett is in a great spot in this game too. Baldwin actually cheaper in our, in our, cheaper in our DFS game. So I like it going with him there. I like this game a lot. I think it's a good matchup. Uh, we also have Baltimore at LA Chargers. The next, you're talking about futures, the next future team of Los Angeles in the zeitgeist or actual sort of way. Do you think they're actually, how long do you think they'll actually stay in LA? Yeah, like I I know that you put up that meme on the Yahoo Fantasy handle that had like the LA Rams <laughs> looking at the LA base. We explain it, you know. Very um, It was great. In an audio podcast, I'm making no sense. So uh, you just have to imagine this meme and Matt will tweet it out and tag all of our followers. Thanks for listening. Um, but but I, I'm still not a Chargers fan. Like I'm a Rams nah, fan. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, I, but I like this game a lot. This is a game I'm really looking forward to watching on Saturday. Maybe the early one, uh, you know, not so much. My dad's flying in that day. I'll be picking him up at the airport during that so I can miss that, you know, Tennessee-Washington catastrophe. But really like L.A., Baltimore. Um, how do you guys feel about Lamar Jackson? Somebody just asked me about whether you'd start Jackson or Trubisky in their championship game. I ended up saying Jackson, but not with a lot of conviction. I mean, the Chargers are interesting because they actually lead the league in Pro Bowl picks this mm. year, I believe. So and Derwin James has been such a revelation, not that it has anything to do with Lamar Jackson, but I feel like their defense when you've got Bosa back to health and you've got Ingram, like I'm not sure that I'm not sure that Lamar Jackson can get away with as much as he's gotten away with against the Chargers. It's funny you mentioned those two. I actually have them ranked back-to-back uh, -back right now with Jackson one spot ahead mm. of Trubisky. So I'm with you there. Uh, my partner and I used this game. We took Baltimore in the four and a half points in the Super Contest. So I Who's will be partner? watching uh, Chris Liss. Oh, my partner and I Chris in what? Yes, what are yes. you partners in? The Super Contest. Uh, oh, okay. A big entry uh, Super Contest. We took, so we, we took uh, the Ravens as one of, our five, one of our five picks in this, getting four and a half points. So I will be watching this. Um, they say, you know, Lamar Jackson, quarterback running the ball 17 and a half times a game is definitely unsustainable, but it's hard to defend while he is doing it until he gets hurt and certainly helps pay the fantasy bills with his legs. And Kenneth, Kenneth Dixon is a sleeper. The Chargers, the one thing they can be run on. So then on the other side, I don't know. I mean, Melvin Gordon, I worried about coach saying, you know, we'll see, but he claimed you know, full practice last two weeks. Uh, bottom line, you want to use these guys, Melvin Gordon and Keenan Allen, if you're using the, the Saturday DFS slate. Um, by the way, Brad Evans, we have an internal one and I have a sneaking suspicion. The only reason he included these two games is to be sure to use Derrick Henry in his lineup, which I don't blame him. But um, that's neither here nor there. This game, uh, question marks with Keenan Allen and Melvin Gordon's health. Those are the, those are the big keys here this game. Allen with the hip and Gordon with the knee. Though Gordon, I th he's going to play. I mean, he's tweeted about it. He's apologized for not playing. He's certainly going to play. It's the Baltimore D that's top three against the pass and the run that I think we need to be most worried about. So are they going to be as effective? Meh, I, it, so in this situation, though, like I'm not not sitting. I, I'm not worried about Melvin Gordon. Like, if anything, he's still got fresh legs. Yeah, I, I think you're I mean, uh, I mean, well, you know, I I'm going to get these him. tweets like yeah. people are like, I'm worried about the, this uh, reaggravation. OK, like, maybe yes. And you could be worried about any player stepping on the field and hurting themselves like he's got fresh legs. The matchup isn't great. He is also a talent that has proven even when, quote, hashtag running back talent doesn't matter. He's proven to be a talent that he's averaging over 20 fantasy points a game. Right. Like, uh, come on. If nothing else, what he's definitely proven is that the coaching staff trusts him with a bulk of the touches. I think if he goes out there, he ends up 
you know, pushing 15, 17, 18 type touches. And at that point, you're really not turning your nose up at any running And back if Keenan Allen, that. who plays the slot for the most part, is dinged, you're going to see Melvin Gordon see a bunch more targets are there. Good point. Yeah, Eckler, Eckler's dinged as well. Yeah, Gordon's my RB12. I'm definitely not sitting him, assuming he's active. All right, let's talk about my L.A. Rams at Arizona. Oh, this Well, looks... I'm actually going to leave. Oh, uh, you are? I'm going to leave, yeah. You're I'm, not even going to get inter- through one more? I'm interrupting the podcast enough. Uh, I've I've come in here and just thrown a real wrench and everything. And now I have to decide, are you guys going to this, this bowling thing tonight? I'm going to the holiday party, yeah. Dalton's not because he's well, in. Well, yeah, you know. but I was talking to Brett because oh. he's here. So basically, I have to go decide whether I'm going to go home and fall asleep uh, beforehand because I got a party tonight. You know what I mean? Let's, oh. I'll see you guys there. All right. I'm going to try. I'm going to be editing this podcast. We'll see. We'll see see if if Matt didn't mess it up so much. You need more more edits. All right. I'll see you at the party. Okay, Dalton, now that now that we're alone again, let's talk about the L.A. Rams at Arizona. It's one less person to rib me about the dang Rams (laughs) dropping a game. This looks like such an incredible layup for Todd Gurley against the Arizona Cardinals run defense that has been trash, right? Second most fantasy points to the position. 17 rushing scores, the most to opposing running backs. But Todd Gurley is dealing with knee inflammation, doesn't look like himself right now. What are you doing? Couple things. So we also took this game, we took the points. That's crazy to me. 14 point spread on the road with the way the Rams have been playing. They have allowed the most points in the NFL over the last six weeks. Conversely, uh, opposite of the Saints. Um, Jared Goff has been, I mean, I don't know if obviously McVay deserves some of the blame, but Goff, he entered the Rams by getting a 9.3 YPA, crazy good touchdown to, to INT ratio, 5.5 YPA, one touchdown, seven interceptions, three games since. This Cardinals defense has allowed the second fewest fantasy points to QBs this season. So yes, all signs would point to Gurley going nuts and bouncing back, but I really worry about his health. And frankly, I right now I, I lowered him to my RB15, I, I maybe even lower. I, I'm I'm worried and there's no obvious um, obvious. I think it'd be a committee if not. I mean, where, where do you have Gurley right now, Liz? So I Here's my take on this. When I look at a matchup that is this soft against the run, throughout the season, there have been, like against the Lions, for example, when you look at a soft run defense, Sean McVay has wanted to run the ball. He hasn't forced with Cooper Cup out of the lineup, and I think Cooper Cup's absence is affecting this Rams passing game in a massive way. But he has chosen to run the ball. And Malcolm Brown's out. He's dealing with a shoulder injury. You mentioned Todd Gurley's knee. I think this matchup is soft enough that you're going to give John Kelly the rookie snaps. What is John Kelly the best at? Staying upright. He does not get tackled. He does not fall down. He creates on his own. He flashed over the preseason. uh, Three scores over weeks two and three, two obvious key weeks in the preseason. So I think when you look at this matchup, you might gamble a little. Keep your stud safe because you know it's a beatable matchup. John Kelly has fresh legs. He has the talent. So this might be a weird win-win, assuming you can win, um, for Sean McVay so that he can get his rookie reps, he can see what he has, and also help keep Todd Gurley preserved. And one thing I'll say about Kelly is I, I was grabbing him in every late round I could after I saw he made a really nice uh, TD run in the preseason just to mm-hmm. highlight real Three of them. variety. And I was I was 
into him. But then obviously the, the guy not to stash, but now is the time. So if, if Gurley is inactive, Kelly could be a, a huge difference maker uh, this week. One thing I'll say real quick about the matchups. It looks like Brandon Cooks has a tougher one against Patrick Peterson, whereas the cards have been vulnerable to the slot. And that's where Woods has been playing with, with, with Cup out. So I, kind of, I moved Woods up in this matchup and it just really comes down to Gurley and his knee. And I, I'm just pessimistic right now. So I'm with you, Kelly, a very interesting dark horse to be a true difference maker when it matters most in week 16. And I think that of these receivers, Cooks, Woods, and Reynolds, as you just mentioned, to me, Woods is always going to be the most consistent, the most um, reliable, even if the yeah, ceiling yeah. isn't as high, right? The floor is the best there because he's just been so versatile. Whether he's on the outside, he can move inside. And Josh Reynolds, great catch radius, but as we've seen, the chemistry between he and Goff is not particularly nuanced, and Goff has been struggling. I keep waiting for Reynolds to go nuts. He had a 35-yard touchdown taken away, you know, during the commercial break that last game. It was very an inch away, although it did count the, the yards, obviously. Then the last play of the game, that 30-yard pass in the end zone, was just over the hands of, of Reynolds. So I, I still think he can have a big game here. Here, one of these games, maybe it'll, it'll last. It won't happen until the postseason, but I do expect him to have one eventually. Okay, all right. So let's go to one of my favorite segments. It's don't me, bro. And we asked our followers which player they counted on all season but are benching in their fantasy championship. At Emilio EB says, I'm thinking about benching Thielen. Is that a good idea or a bad idea? I uh, I know he's been very, very disappointed. And I mean, I had him ranked aggressively last week uh, in, in a yeah. good matchup on paper against the Dolphins team that had been getting killed by the slot. So certainly things have changed, you know, since the beginning of the year. But man, in this matchup specifically, Darius Slay should be on digs. Uh, mm-hmm. I still have Thielen in my top 10. There's no way you can bench Thielen with the production he's done all year. I get it. He's coming off a bad game or two, but no way am I benching Thielen. Not not a chance. Right 100%. Yeah, I 100% agree when I look at the matchup. And I, I also think about the lack of pass rush that Detroit has and how Kirk Cousins shouldn't be spooked. You know what I mean? He should be able to handle it. So um, I think that, and this is a game that really matters for the Vikings. It doesn't matter at all for the Lions. So I I think that you might see a, a, I don't want to say a return to form for Thielen, but I do think he's certainly serviceable and I have him in the same wide receiver one range for fantasy purposes. At mbrant 62 says that he's benching Matt Ryan and I don't, I don't think I can disagree with him there. I don't disagree either, um, especially with, with Cam out. Uh, I mean, Carolina, actually, their past defense has is, is not been amazing, but Ryan on the road this year has not been amazing either. So I think it's going to be kind of an ugly game without Cam. So so I, I have no problem benching Matt Ryan this week. Now, when you have to, this whole, uh, th- there are so many rumors that while Dan Quinn is probably safe to keep his job, um, the offensive coordinator, Sark, and the defense, defensive coordinator are likely to lose their yeah. job. So you know, when people are playing scared and things get wonky, I, I don't know. I don't like Matt Ryan in this situation either. At Faded JR1 is benching Aaron Rodgers for the first time all year and starting Young Baker, meaning Mayfield. I love this. I mean, Baker Mayfield's matchup against Cincinnati is money, and he owned them a couple of weeks ago out of the team's bye. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally okay with this as well. Um, I still have Rodgers as a QB1 this week. I like his matchup, even though he's on the road, assuming he plays, obviously. But I have Baker Mayfield ranked higher. You said it, terrific matchup. And man, since Kitchens has taken over, uh, he's just been great. So um, yeah, I have Baker Mayfield ahead of Rodgers this week. He's my QB7. I can't disagree with that either. I think you have him similarly placed. Yeah, same exact, QB7. 
All right. So Brad Evans, you mentioned, wanted to sneak some Derrick Henry into his DFS lineup. Well, in this week's Rock'em Sock'em Ranks, he managed to sneak in some Derrick Henry talk again. Let's get to it. Welcome to the season finale of Rock'em Sock'em Ranks. Myself and Andy Barron's going to go toe-to-toe over some players that we disagree. And the season series, Barron's, is all locked up. Even. So this is a pivotal week. I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. Uh, I'm wearing an adult diaper. That's all I can think of. I'm wearing an adult diaper. That's how nervous I am. <laughs> how, the, how is this different from any other day? Well, yeah, I mean, always you know, a little bit just seeps out from time to time, uh, just because of general excitement. And, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty giddy about my ranks this week. I'm feeling ultra confident. It's not only going to be a victory. It's going to be a resounding triumph over you. You think you, you think you really nailed it this week? I feel good. I feel good. Did you good. feel good about your DFS lineup last week that you said it was the greatest DFS lineup ever created? Yeah, it scored about 107 points. I mean, <laughs> it did better than Tank, but not not well, well enough. Well, Tank almost went uh, into what his name would lead you to believe. So that was <laughs> it was quite impressive by him. Something that the San Francisco 49ers are refusing to do right now, uh, among other franchises yeah. in the NFL. But let's go ahead and get into it here. And let's start off with the quarterback position in Dak Prescott. Uh, I did not even rank uh, or write down where I have these guys ranked. I know I have Dak as a top 12 option this week. You're a little bit further down the ladder. It's a ultra generous matchup. It's it's those Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are have been living in Davy Jones's locker defensively for much of the season. So explain to me why you don't see Dak. Oh, sir, you've got it wrong. You've got him. You've got him eleven or twelve, and I have him at uh, QB six. I'm the uh, oh, I'm the bullish oh, one. Oh, so here. I'm the bearish one. See, this is what happens you're when I don't hater. even prepare for the segment. You're the you're the hater. Like I get it. Dak's coming off a shutout. Um, it was a signature game for the Colts defense. Uh. I don't even think you're going to disagree with me. He's one week removed from 455 passing yards. Uh, obviously, Amari Cooper has made a world of difference. The guy has five rushing scores on the year. He's facing Tampa Bay. Bucks rank last in the league in uh, YPA against 8.3 uh, yards per pass attempt against. They rank last in the league in opponent passer rating at about 111. You could make an argument that Tampa Bay has been almost secretly good over the last five weeks, but I would counter with the fact that they have faced Eli Manning, Nick Mullins, and injured Cam Newton, Lamar Jackson, like quarterbacks who were just never going to put up gaudy passing stats. So um, give me Dak. I I think he's a great player. Okay. uh, I'm not going to disagree with you at all. Uh, In fact, I'm moving Dak Prescott. (laughs) I'm moving Dak Prescott up to QB9 officially. So uh, you've got him a little bit higher. Uh, you can stick with that. Uh, I've got Lamar Jackson ahead of him, Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, uh, just as a comparative example there. But I think your reasoning is. I mean, spot I feel on. like this is a total victory for me already yeah, if I've I convinced you to move him up during the segment. Yeah, I'm waving the white flag on this one because I kind of like him. So I'm, I'm not sure where I came up with that original ranking, uh, probably because I ranked uh, in a rush and have not really tweaked uh, just to add on. Additional reasoning why I like Dak Prescott, uh, similar to you, uh, he was since uh, Mari Cooper has been a part of this team. He is top ten in deep ball passer rating and also top ten yeah. in adjusted completion percentage. So the advanced analytics uh, really support your stance on him being, you know, borderline top five QB here in championship rounds. All right, let's move on to a player that uh, look at us coming together, uniting. Yeah, I mean, seriously, we should be politicians. We should be working on Capitol Hill because we are <laughs> we are the great uniters. Andy Barron's we're basically Ronald Reagan's of uh, the modern age. Let's go to Derrick Henry. 
All right. There's a little bit of a division here. I have a fun ranking on him this week. It is the number one of ones. He is officially King Henry, and he has certainly been regal in terms of his fantasy production the last couple of weeks. Over 400 yards rushing, looking like Earl Campbell out there. Last week, an Earl Campbell-like 33 attempts on the ground. And you look at the matchup for uh, Thy King. Uh, it's a very generous one as he faces a Washington defense that has allowed 5.07 yards per carry, 129.2 rush yards per game i got him down for at least a buck 25 and two scores and you got him at uh, rb12 so tell me why yeah um here's another one we don't really have a fundamental disagreement i still do like i recognize that he's an rb1 this week uh i just thought it was fun that you had him at at the absolute top of the rb board uh because you know this is a guy who hasn't really done anything until the fantasy playoff started i'm actually benefiting from derrick henry in at least one playoff. Yeah, it's one league where I'm still alive, where I'm where I'm still rolling with Henry. And it's been awesome. Um, 408 rushing yards and six TDs over two weeks is actually considered quite good. Uh, like, I don't want to take it as a given that he'll carry the ball 30 plus times again. Washington is basically middle of the pack against the run. They're 18th in rushing yards allowed, 21st in yards per carry. I guess if there's one hole in Derrick Henry's fantasy game, and of course it hasn't mattered lately, it's that he has only 13 receptions on the season. He has just one over the last two weeks. We're ranking for half PPR. That dings him a little bit. Um, so I've, I've got him as a as a fringy RB1. I understand the argument for him first overall after these last couple of weeks, though. Yeah, it's it's amazing. In the same week that Kalen Balage became a thing, Chris Hogan found the end zone, and Jamal Williams is suddenly you know resurrected uh, that Derrick Henry continued to sit on the throne of fantasy running backs. It's just, you know, these wild <laughs> and wacky twists and turns always tend to happen this time of year. 47.4% of his fantasy production has occurred over the last two weeks. Uh, and since week eight, number one in the yards after contact per attempt at 5.78. So, I mean, he's looking like the modern day football Frankenstein. That, remember, you talked him up in August. You thought he would be this kind of player. And it just took until the fantasy playoffs for that to actually come to fruition. Yeah, the the hilarious thing is that like every projection I made about Derrick Henry is going to come to fruition. And right. he just like <laughs> he's done it in such a bizarre way that it didn't help anyone. And it's going to be really strange. Yeah, it is strange. But well, kudos to you. You could you could you know claim that you were 100 percent correct. <laughs> there's no there's no falsity. <laughs> and here. I still kneecapped your fantasy team. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's go to the wide receiver position where we actually truly have. A disagreement, a little bit of division here. Robbie Anderson, I- I'm extremely bullish on him off an 11 target game, uh, which he went over 90 yards and found the end zone last week. He gets a Green Bay Packers, uh, the Battle of the Greens, appropriately love uh, with Christmas around the corner. Uh, I have Anderson at a wide receiver 16 presently. I think he actually exceeds or at least meets what he did last week as the Packers since the midway mark of the regular season. In other words, since week eight, Green Bay has allowed the most fantasy points a wide receiver position in San Sam Darnold, his confidence seems to be rising, and he is zeroing in right now on Robbie Anderson early and often. So I think it's going to be banner fantasy results for the New York Jet. Uh, why are you a little bit more bearish on Anderson compared to me? Yeah, this this one's a fun one to talk about because um, I thought that I was reasonably bullish on Robbie Anderson, right? Um, I have him number 28 in my receiver ranks right at this moment. Uh, I wrote about him in pickups of the week. I felt like that was a pretty strong endorsement. And I have received no fewer than three tweets from people asking me why no love for Ron, Robbie Anderson. <laughs> Apparently, I'm like the low guy in the industry at 28. Um 
Like he's a he's a good but flawed player tied to a quarterback who's thrown like th- this is really good Sam Darnold like he's totally passed the eye test lately he's still only thrown three touchdown passes over the last two weeks um, he still has more interceptions than TD passes on the year he has only one three touchdown game all year so there's just no there's so little blow up potential for the offense I mean I've got Anderson ranked as a as a pretty solid wide receiver three it's not going to surprise me if he finds the end zone again I just don't see the extreme blow up game that that carries you to a win um, guys like that I'm just generally going to rank in the 20s where I have him all right uh, I'm officially moving him up uh, because I'm talking myself more and more to Robbie <laughs> Anderson uh, I am placing him now at you know what screw it you know, just push all the chips in. It's week 16. It's Team Wavos all day. Go big or go home. Uh, wide receiver 14. Uh, don't be surprised after I have a few uh, adult beverages tonight because it is hashtag tequila Thursday without football. So I'm going to have to get through uh, some Mac college basketball wagers this evening uh, with the love juice. Uh, don't be surprised when you wake up. And look at our rankings on Friday morning. I have Riley Anderson like top 12. I will talk myself into awesome. it. Awesome. Why not? Can't wait. All right. Uh, well, that's the the last of the gift that keeps on giving here uh, on this edition of Rock'em Sock'em Ranks. Uh, again, uh, if you want to follow this game to see who is crowned champion at the end, uh, you know, hone in in our rankings, uh, see what uh, shakes out, and uh, throw all kinds of hatred It's considered at us. the only important title in fantasy sports. It really is. I mean, who cares about your championship? Yeah, maybe you have like 10 grand on the line. This is the most important game that you need to be following. <laughs> uh, so send us uh, your love, your hate to us on Twitter at Andy Barron's uh, at Yahoo Noise is my handle. And until the new year, have a happy, happy holiday and also a very happy new year. Back to you, Loza. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Happy New Year to you, too, though. We've got a little bit of time until 2019. So I want to I want to fully enjoy 2018. I'm going to stay in the moment. And I feel like DFS allows me to stay in the moment better than anything else, because it's about that day. That's why it's called Daily Fantasy. So uh, before we get into our bargains and fades for the week, I want to announce that our million dollar baller DFS contest last week was so successful that we're doing it all over again this weekend. It's $20 to enter and the winner takes home 100 thousand. So I like that return. Plus, if you've never deposited money with us before, use the code Yahoo 25 and we'll put 25 bucks in your account. So you're basically playing this contest for free. There's a 10 entry max, unlike some of our competitors who allow up to 150 entries per person and the top 25% of finishers will get paid. Just go to yahoosports.com slash daily fantasy and look for the million dollar baller contest. Now, bargains. I'm starting, Dalton. Listen up. Jamal Williams at the Jets is $14. Aaron Rodgers may not play, so that follower who's going to bench him may end up having to bench him anyway. He may not be probably going to play, but, you know, there's some threat that he may not play. If that happens, you have to imagine they're going to lean on the run. Plus, we know for sure Aaron Jones is not playing, which leaves this backfield to Jamal Williams. The Jets, I'm not afraid of them. This is a $14 purchase. Perfect flex, in my opinion. 
Yeah, normally I pay up for running back, but this is going to be tough to not pay. There's so many interesting bargains at the position. Totally agree with you uh, with Williams. Elijah McGuire's just 16. Balage 13. I'm going to go with Jalen Samuels. Still just $14. Of Connor's out. I have him as an RB1 mm-hmm. again. The last, I mean, he had 142 rushing yards last week. I think the targets will, will creep back up. Uh, man, he just really impressed doing so. And at that price, uh, man, it's it, there's tough to, to separate because there's so many options, but that's going to be the key to your DFS week this week. Two of those running backs, same price, great values. I'm going to give a defensive play because we don't really talk about those, but I feel in this guru challenge that I've done for the season with FFL and that we've done many years, a sneaky way to get extra points is through your defense. Um, and I think a lot of times people are like, eh, I have 10 bucks left, whatever $10 defense, you know, like they do that with the tight end and with the defensive position. But Dallas to me is interesting. They're coming off of a horrible game. The Cowboys are. They got shut out by Andrew Luck because Matt Eberflus had his revenge game for real. And they're playing Tampa Bay. And you're like, oh, but Tampa Bay is averaging like the most points per game. Except when they're on the road, and I said this last week during FFL, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers produce half as many points on the road than they do as home at home. So if they put up 40 points at home, they only put up 20 points on the road. Dallas is going to be super peeved after their last week. They're only $13 in our daily game, and I think they get after Jameis Winston and the pirate ship sinks. Yeah, Winston could easily go back to his turnover way. Seven-point dogs on the road. Dallas definitely probably rebounds. I'm with you there. Uh, One other one I will throw out is Robbie Anderson, $15. I love this guy. Early on in the year, he was a fantasy bust, uh, but at least he's uh, back uh, making, you know, on the scene now. 11 targets last week, back-to-back weeks. He has a touchdown. Uh, Darnold and him finally showing some chemistry. Green Bay has allowed the third most fantasy points to his primary side over the last month. So at $15, I have Robbie Anderson ranked aggressively. Uh, I have him as a top 15 wideout this week. I dig it. I had him leading my deep sleepers column last week, so I was happy to be a little bit ahead of the curve on that one. Yes, you were. Well Let's, done. Yes. <laughs> I've, I've liked Ed Robbie Anderson for a long time, though. I mean, he was coached up by Ocho Cinco, which a lot of people may not know, and they are very similar, like skinny outside receivers, and he's he's gotten his game together over the last few, last few weeks, and I would say last yeah. few years, because he struggled some in in college. Yeah, 6'3", 4.41, 40, I think. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's upside there. I'd love to see him continue to get double-digit targets and see what he could do. Mm -hmm. All right, let's talk about fades. Mine are pretty obvious since we already discussed them, so I don't want to spend a lot of time, but Todd Gurley at Arizona, not fully healthy at $40. No thank you. Matt Ryan at Carolina with, as you mentioned, Cam Newton potentially not playing this Taylor Heineke. Shout out to Matt O'Connell, one of our editors who went to Old Dominion. He talks about Taylor Heineke all the time. I don't know what this kid can do. I know his arm's stronger than Cam Newton's. That's all I know about him. You know, (laughs) Um, I don't know if he'll be able to, quote, fight back, as Scott Bionowski likes to say, and force Matt Ryan to toss the ball. Plus, you look at the run game and Tevin Coleman that finally got going last week. So... $32 $32 for Matt Ryan. There are plenty of other cheaper options. Andrew Luck, for example, is 31 I like that a lot more, and he's a dollar cheaper. I, I agree with you on those. I'm fading Todd Gurley. As I said, right now he's my RB15 even. So uh, I even if he is active, I worry he's not even going to get more than 10, 12 touches this week. So at that price, uh, it makes sense. Uh, Big Ben's my fade at $38. I believe he's the highest-priced 
quarterback. Everyone looks to that high over under, but I've expressed my concerns. I mean, the Saints have actually really defended the pass well lately. Um, they're, they're, I think there's going to be a heavy dose of, of, of Jalen Samuels. That's why I'd stick to the ground game. It's far, far cheaper there, especially with Juju also banged up. So don't quite love the situation, even though on paper it may look like a shootout there. All right. I dig all of that. One thing before we go, our college football experts, Dan Wetzel, Pat Forty, and Pete Thamel will be doing a live edition of the Yahoo Sports College podcast the Friday before the national championship game at the Uproar Brewing Company in San Jose, California. That sounds awesome. I would like to go. Can they fly company fly me out? Uh, you talk to your boss about that. But Do you come. get to go? Well, yeah, I'm producing the show. <laughs> So, well, I guess the show is free to attend. So I don't know why my boss would be upset about that. I'm saving him some money. There was going to be tons of prizes and giveaways, beer specials and custom brews for both playoff teams. Do you have any idea what those could be? Well, once they once we figure out who the final two teams are, the brewery is going to announce. Oh, that's awesome. You know. presumably an Alabama themed beer and then whoever the other team is. (laughs) Got it. All right. So go to yahoosports.com slash college podcast to RSVP and get more info. That's yahoosports.com slash college podcast. Maybe I'll actually get to be there drinking some Alabama themed brews with Wetzel, Forty, and Thamel. So cool. And you'll get to meet producer Brett. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter and submit your questions to at Yahoo Fantasy. I'm at Liz Loza underscore FF. That's at Dalton and and we'll be back Sunday night for our last recap podcast of 2018 with Matt Harmon, who was kind enough to give us a cameo today, and of course, Scott Pianowski. Until then, we out, win big. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.